This is Reverend Charles Fenson. I'm the interim pastor at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant in Costa Mesa, California. This is the morning worship service. Our address is 2850 Fairview Road, Costa Mesa, California, 92626. Our website is pccov.org, and our Facebook page is pccov. And our email is info at pccov.org. We welcome you to this service. Our vision statement is that the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant is a Christ-centered community set free by grace and placed in our neighborhoods to serve and to invite all people into a wondrous relationship with God. God bless you as you worship with us. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the house of the Lord. Welcome to a time of worship. We can all assume worship positions. I, I know last week, Pastor Charles got up and said, where's Amy? And this week, I'm going to say, where's Amy? Where's Charles? And <laughs> You got me. Um, Amy is preaching at another church this morning, and as Charles said, just tell him I'm playing hooky. So, so anyway, I am here today, and I would like to introduce my friend Dana Van Horn, and some of you will remember Dana from way back, like 
25 years ago, and she was parish associate as I am here, and she also was filled that bridge, that gap before Tim came. So she's been pastor in a large Presbyterian church in Bellevue, Washington, retired last year. So she is, her visit coincided with this Sunday, and so I've asked her to be my worship assistant. So that's going to be fun. So welcome, Dana. Do we have any other visitors here? All right, I guess you're it. Anyway, welcome to all of you, and be sure to sign the little uh, attendance booklet that you'll find in your pew so that we know that you're here and we don't worry that something's wrong. Um, Just a few announcements that I want to give today. Uh, We have the discovery class for people that might be interested in becoming a member or even just learning more about the church, but that will be next Sunday I mean the 10th after worship, and lunch is provided. So come and and learn about the church. But next Sunday is a potluck. Yes, potlucks are good, and everybody brings their best. So we invite you to bring a dish to pass, and right after worship next Sunday, enjoy all those fine foods. And then uh, the women's retreat is coming in April, the 26th to the 28th. And so you can talk to June if, wave your hand, there's June, if you have any questions or you want to sign up. And, and then we have, there's a birthday coming up this week. Tina Van Shayek, do you want to wave your hand? She will be turning 94 on Tuesday. So, (laughs) happy birthday to you, Tina. You've occupied that particular pew for so long, and we're just happy to have you here. So now, if you'd like to take a couple of moments, introduce yourselves to each other, say hello, and we shall begin to worship. Okay, can we start heading back to our seats? All right. And I'll invite the choir to call us into worship. once they're all in their seats. Please stand for the responsive call to worship. 
The love of God is perfected in those who obey the word of Christ. Jesus said, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. As I have loved you, you should also love one another. Almighty God, you have taught us that all our deeds without love are worth nothing. Send your Holy Spirit and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of love, the very bond of peace and of all goodness, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now let us praise God with music. except for the children and youth, we invite you to come forward to hear your special message. of cloth today and the first one is burlap and we're gonna pass that one around and you can feel that that one's rough it kind of has a kind of doesn't smell pleasant if you bring it up to your nose <laughs> it's a little rough if you rub it on your cheeks yeah see <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 
And then we're gonna pass around a nice cashmere scarf. And we can feel the difference here. This one's soft and buttery. Everly likes this one. Look at her, she was already waving at it. <laughs> it's like a blanket. <laughs> so these two pieces of cloth remind me of different kinds of people we may encounter. Um, some are rough and irritating and unkind. Um, they may rub us the wrong way, and we probably don't like to be around them. And then we have the soft cashmere, which we want to be around. It's soft and kind. Yeah. Um, and, and it's very easy to get along with those kinds of people. We enjoy being around people like that, don't we? Jesus had a lot to say about how to treat other people. He said we should love others, and that means even loving those who are unkind as well as our friends. Just because they're not as easy <laughs> to love doesn't mean we shouldn't love them. In fact, Jesus said we should show that we are God's children by loving those who do not love us. Can you think of a time when someone was not nice to you, even though you had to be nice? I know, baby. <laughs> Got it? Okay. Can someone think of some, a time where someone was not nice to you? Many times in football, everyone tries to hit each other. Well, the perfect example, I think, uh, when, you, when you think of Jesus is when he was on the cross. He actually uh, said a prayer and forgave even the soldiers and everybody that was perse persecuting him. Even as they were driving nails into his wrists. Even when they were driving the sword into his side, he said a prayer for each one of those people. And those are the ultimate enemies to him. So, uh, so yeah, that's the perfect example of how we need to just love every person. That's, that's what God teaches us is that we're all his children. And uh, what did he say exactly? He said, Lord, please forgive these people for they know not what they do. Right? So that is our children's message today, but before I close this in prayer, I just wanted to make an announcement from Children's that today we will be kicking off our uh, birthday bags for SOS. Um, we do this every year, and the kids really enjoy coming together and picking out themes for their birthday bags. Um, these birthday bags go to families in need um, for those who want to uh, provide a birthday party for their child and can't because they can't afford the basic supplies. So in these bags, you can opt to bring cake mix, decorations, plates, um, parties, favors. And so we'll have the kids out on the table as soon as you enter the fellowship hall after service today, and you can sign up to bring in those items. So I'm going to go ahead now and close us in prayer. Dear Father, help us to follow the example that Jesus set for us. Help us to love everyone, friends and enemies alike, so that they will know that we are true children of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I think it was yesterday, or the, I think it was yesterday, I said to Rob, I said, remember when you were so anxious to have Everly walk? 
now they're chasing her every day. <laughs> um, I'm here before you as the chair of the uh, PNC. Um, I haven't said anything since um, the congregational meeting. So I just want to make sure that everyone is up to date on where we are and what the process is. But first I want to thank um, those members of the PNC that are here. So if you're a member of the PNC, would you please stand? And I know that includes Carrie, who is just here. Carol, Brian, I know Don is sick today. Don Beard, Kathy Rasmussen, and I, and Pat Riley, um, Patricia. I, I want to make sure that you know who they are because, um, I'm sorry, Corey. I want to make sure that you know who they are because it's very important that we answer your questions. And I won't be taking questions from the floor. Um, thank you all. I won't be taking questions from the floor today, but I want you to know who they are. So during our robust coffee hour, if you have a question, you know who you can ask. Um, we have screened 106 applications and one came in this past week. So that tells you um, how hard the committee has been working. Um, we did... Um, some weeks ago, my mind gets foggy. <laughs> Some weeks ago, we invited um, 20 to respond to supplemental questions. At that point, three, remind me, three dropped out. We went to 17, five dropped out, five dropped out, but then we added three, so we are at 20. Okay, and the 20 had time to respond, and so we are meeting this afternoon. We, we doubled up. We're meeting this afternoon and tomorrow. I ask that you be in constant prayer for us because they responded with everything that we asked them for, at least most of them did. Sermons, writings, study guides, anything that they had done to help us discern if they're the person meant for PCC. I truly believe that there is somebody in that group that God has called to be here. I, I just feel it. I know it. Pray for us for discernment. Pray for us for um, listening, listening to the word of God to know that there is truly <laughs> a match made in heaven. And so with that, um, I thank the PNC members. And again, I'm not taking questions from the floor today, but I'll be, happy. I'll be available during coffee hour. Thank you so much.
Thank you. The proof of God's amazing love is this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. Because we have faith in him, we dare to approach God with confidence. In faith and penitence, let us confess our sin before God and one another as we join our voices in the prayer of confession. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. In your mercy. Hear the good news. Who is in a position to condemn? Only Christ. And Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ prays for us. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old has gone. A new life has begun. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. Amen. Let's stand as we sing.
Just as I am, empty 
as in Matthew's Sermon on the Mount, this passage that I'm about to read is known as the Sermon on the Plain. And it's addressed to Jesus' followers, to the believers, instructing them how they are to live as Christians. Jesus develops the law of love by which the community is to live. This is God's word to us today. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will make your vindication shine like the light and the justice of your cause like the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret over those who prosper in their way, over those who carry out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. For the wicked shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look diligently for their place, they will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant prosperity. But I say to you that listen, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those with whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good, and lend expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back.
Thank you, Dana. And a special thank you to Cornell and the choir. It was a few weeks ago I asked Cornell specifically if they could do Shine, Jesus, Shine because it really worked well with the message for today. So thank you very much. And thank you for the praise band too. We are so fortunate to have such wonderful musicians. All right, let me... I'm trying to make sure I have this. <laughs> Okay, Philip, is it on? Okay, I think it's on. All right. Prepare our hearts, O God, to accept your word. Silence in us any voice but your own, that hearing we may obey your will through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The message that you just heard, as it states, was given to you that listen, meaning those who seek to be followers of Christ, that would be you. Jesus is saying, listen, hear my words, put them into practice. You are here to hear God's word speaking to you. Listen carefully. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Turn the other cheek. Give to everyone who begs. Be merciful. Do not judge. Forgive. Do to others as you would have them do to you. That is quite a list. Even for Christians, this is a difficult passage. It seems to be unrealistic or even unattainable. Love my enemies? We live in a world where we see violence, terrorism, murders. Where do Jesus' words fit in? In Old Testament times, hatred of evildoers was thought to be the right attitude. And we've all heard the phrase, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But Jesus changed all that by extending love instead. We hear stories in the news of people who have been victims of terrible deeds, shootings, killing of loved ones, terrorist attacks, and more. With cameras everywhere nowadays, we constantly witness violence done to innocent people. But we also hear of or we see people in courtrooms or prisons forgiving the offender. Watching such scenes, I have wondered if I could do that. Could I forgive someone whose cruelty or hatred changed my whole world? Fortunately, most of us have not had to answer that question. But what if? The first command here in this passage is to love your enemies. When reading the scriptures in Greek, we find that there are three different words that are translated into our one word, love. Each refers to a different kind of love. Eros refers to passionate love. Phileo 
which is warm, affectionate love for those nearest and dearest to us. And then agapato or agape, which is an active feeling of benevolence to others, a desire for their highest good. Our lone English word can be confusing. We do not attach the same feelings to the word when we speak words of love at a wedding ceremony, to when we declare, I love pizza, to the words of affection given to a friend. Yet we use the one same word. Love as it is used here does not mean romantic love or even friendship, but it is a wholehearted, unconditional desire for the well-being of another. It might feel unnatural or even impossible to love our enemies as we do those dearest to us. The agape love we are to show to our enemies is a love of the will rather than the heart. It says that no matter what someone does to us, we are to seek their common good. When someone wrongs us or hurts us physically or emotionally, our first almost instinctive response may be to react with anger or a desire to retaliate, which solves nothing. How often do we hear people talk about making someone pay or getting even? But Jesus is directing us, his followers, to love our enemies. He isn't asking us to be in love with them or even be their friends. But even what he's asking is a lot. What does he mean? And why are we to respond in this manner? Before we can obey, we must understand what it means to love our enemies. Who is an enemy? It could mean someone who has wronged you, someone who has cheated you, or even someone who cuts you off on the freeway or steals your parking place, or someone who has hurt you physically or emotionally. There are so many incidents of road rage where people are hurt or even killed as a driver tries to retaliate for a suspected wrong move. But instead of responding with the one-finger salute, or trying to cut them off, Jesus encourages us to let it go and react with kindness, whatever the offense. In modern terminology, be cool. React with the love that seeks the person's good. There is no place in Christian ethics for vengeance or retaliation. That is not to say we are to become a doormat and allow people to walk all over us. It's not to say there should be no justice or consequences for harmful or unlawful behavior. We are not asked to accept terrorism or mass shootings or to prevent legal consequences. We may want to pronounce judgment as we think God would, but we need to trust in God's ability to make things right. It is not our job to judge and or deal out punishment, but to seek justice 
in peaceful ways. Look at Martin Luther King. Many hated him for his views and his goals for desegregation and equality. He died for those views. But his approach was always peace, marching, speeches. He did not encourage his followers to fight. In so doing, he loved his enemies as God so loved. The psalm we just heard calls us to refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, for it leads to evil. Agape love is what we are expected to give. Why? Because that is how God loves us. And we are to reflect God's love. And as Christians, we are to try to be like God. As children of the Heavenly Father, we are to exhibit the parents' behaviors and teachings. Jesus gave us many examples and lessons throughout the scriptures. God's love embraces both saint and sinner. God is kind to the one who brings him joy and equally kind to the one who grieves his heart. The sun shines on the just and the unjust. It is that love we are to copy. Then people will say, like father, like son or daughter. Scripture reminds us that God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, totally undeserved. We are instructed over and over to love one another as I have loved you and to love our neighbors. Now we are told that our neighbors include our enemies and we are to love them also. A Sunday school teacher was telling her class the story about the Good Samaritan. And she described the situation in vivid detail, how the man was beaten and robbed and left for dead. Then she asked the children, if you saw a person lying on the roadside all wounded and bleeding, what would you do? In the hushed silence, a little girl spoke up. I think I'd throw up. <laughs> it's not always easy to do what is right. It is not always easy to love as God loves. Anyone can be nice or loving to those who do good to them. Even the worst offenders do that. That's easy. There's no grace in that. How do we respond as Christ would to those considered enemies, to those who have wronged us? How do we give agape love? As I often tell the happy couple when I officiate at a wedding, love isn't a feeling, it's an action word. So the first action is to do good. Christian ethics are based on doing the extra thing, going beyond, walking two miles when asked to walk one. Yes, even to our enemies. Christian ethics reveal the difference between those following Christ and their neighbors who do not. 
It's not our neighbors we compare ourselves to, but God. There is much in the news about the sad prevalence of bullying in schools, the workplace, the community, even at the gym. But all of the computer websites stress not to retaliate. But they are also emphasizing reporting such behaviors. So again, we do not respond with retaliation, but with passive kindness. What is the best thing you can do for such a person? Maybe reporting them is the best thing for them. What about responding with kindness and gentleness? We are called to love our offenders, to do good for them even, to want what is best for them, to practice love that is not limited to the other's response, to behave honorably. We are instructed not to judge, to form stereotypes, or even to gossip. Responding with Christ-filled kindness is about being peacefully proactive. Let your enemies bring out the best in you. Think of what you might like someone to do for you and do it for another. Think of those you might want to treat with contempt and do something generous and unexpected. As our psalm proclaimed, trust in the Lord and do good. As we move toward an attitude of love, we progress to action. So we are to bless those who offend us or persecute us. Translated from the Greek, bless means to ask God's blessings upon someone or to act graciously toward them and wish them well. We ask for those blessings through prayer. So we pray for those who abuse us in any way. On the cross, Jesus showed the ultimate love And as he was dying, he prayed for forgiveness for his tormentors, saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, as the soldiers mocked him. As Paul wrote to the Romans, rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer. Something we can all do. Pray and keep on praying. Give and keep on giving. And we are to do these things expecting nothing in return. We are to love as God loves us, unconditionally. We are called to love them, not to like them. We might oppose their behaviors. We might speak against what they stand for. We are still to love them. We can hate the sin while loving the sinner. Jesus introduces the golden rule, which bids us to do rather than not do. Similar versions have been around for centuries. Confucius, the great philosopher in 500 BC, was asked, Is there one word that might serve as a rule of practice for all of one's life? He answered, is not reciprocity such a word? 
What you do not want done to yourself, don't do to others. In 110 BC, Hillel, one of the great Jewish rabbis, was asked by a man to teach him the whole law while he stood on one leg. His response, what is hateful to thee, do not do to another. That is the whole Torah. All else is explanation. Go and do it. But each of these is given in a negative form. The golden rule, as presented here, is in a positive way. And it goes beyond do as you would want done to do as God would do. The golden rule is at the core of Jesus' teachings. Those who live by the golden rule are honest and just in their dealings with others. They love their neighbors as themselves, and they treat them as they would want to be treated. Giving good in response to good is simple. We are to give good whether we receive good or bad. Wouldn't it be an amazing world if everyone lived by these standards? Jesus encourages his followers to be generous in giving and generous in forgiving, to not only love their enemies, but to be kind to them rather than bear malice or revenge for a wrong. It is not too difficult to not do something. Anyone can do that. But it is very different to go out of your way to do to others what you would want them to do to you. Christian conduct is not simply refraining from doing bad things, but in actively doing good things, to seek to follow God's example. Scientists call it the ethics of reciprocity, treating others as we would want to be treated. Okay, I remember, I recall... Okay, I recall uh, the movie Forrest Gump, which I have seen many times. Early in the movie, as young Forrest was getting on the school bus, all the other children blocked their seats so he could not sit with them. Except for Jenny, who made room for him and invited him to sit with her. Do unto others. In 2000, the movie Pay It Forward made a big impact on moviegoers. The idea was when someone does something good for you, don't repay them, but do an act of kindness for three other people in response. People began doing small acts of kindness to strangers such as paying the toll for the person behind them in line. We can pray for someone who needs it. Share an umbrella. Leave a book where someone might pick it up and enjoy it. Or simply smile at someone. Such actions could change the world. God demonstrated ultimate love for us. Pay it forward. And the results for these behaviors, if you can do all things, you will be identified as a child of the Most High. 
This is reflected in the Sermon on the Mount when Matthew writes, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. As the child is like the parent, so God's character guides us into God-like behaviors, and we share a love that is not limited by the response of others to us, but is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Verse 36 clearly states, Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. In Leviticus, God told the people, You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against any of your people. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. We are commanded to love one another, to live as Jesus lived. Jesus was known for going beyond the ethical standards of the day, and we are to do likewise. We are to be God's representatives here on earth. The good news of the gospel is fulfilled when Jesus' followers truly follow him and seek to live as he did. Jesus taught us about the extravagant love of the Father. It is totally unearned and undeserved. And we are to go and do likewise. And others will see and know we are Christians by our love. Mother Teresa has written many wise quotes. The one titled, Anyway, beautifully summarizes this passage and our message today. People are often unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some false friends and some true enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and frank, people may cheat you. Be honest and frank anyway. What you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, they may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today, people will often forget tomorrow. But do good anyway. Give the world the best you have. And it may never be enough. Give the world the best you've got anyway. You see, in the final analysis, it is between you and your God. It was never between you and them anyway. We love because he first loved us. Amen. Loving God, we thank you for your unconditional love of us. We ask your grace that we can give that love to others, even to those we think do not deserve it. Help us to love as you have loved us, seeking good for others. We are your beloved children. Help us to show the world your love through our actions, as we have been shown through Jesus Christ. Amen. And now if you would stand... Our hymn of response.
says, they'll know we are Christians by our love. You may be seated, and at this time, I'd like to ask the ushers to come forward to receive our tithes and offerings, that we can participate in the work of the church.
may be seated. Let's take all that we have heard and sung and thought and bring it to the throne of grace. Let us pray. In the assurance of your mercy, loving God, we sing our praises and lift our voices in prayer, not only for ourselves, but all your creation, our neighbors near and far, who you have commanded us to love as we love ourselves. Hear our intercessions, gracious God. We pray for our country and our world. Overthrow evil, right what is wrong, be with those who seek justice. Give leaders and all those in authority your heart, that they may lead in right paths and be filled with wisdom and compassion. May their goal be peace. May our goal be peace. Creator God of all, with wonderful diversity of languages and cultures, you created all people in your image. Free us from prejudice and fear that we may see your face in the faces of people around the world, around the corner, in our families, our neighborhoods, workplaces. Show us, Lord, how we are to love one another. We pray for our community, for those who are lonely, frightened, that lack the basic necessities of life. Show us ways we can offer kindness and be channels of your grace and love with a word of hope. Make us a blessing to someone today. We pray for those who seek healing in body, mind, and spirit. Bring your healing, loving Lord. Bring your comfort and your encouragement. Thank you for the healing done through human hands. Give wisdom and courage and compassion and strength to those who treat illness. We pray for the great family of your church, called and named in Jesus Christ. As we bear the family name Christian, Help us to show to the world and to each other that we are brothers and sisters of Jesus by our love, by our words, by our deeds. Thank you for this church, this faith family, and for the people that boldly proclaim Jesus as Lord. God, you care for all who need you. Thank you for hearing our prayers and for answering them ways according to your will. Remind us that you are as close as the air we breathe. Loving God, would you make us the hands and feet of Jesus, the voice and mind of Jesus, all wrapped in the heart that loves as Jesus loves all of God's creation. All this and those things that remain yet in the quietness of our hearts, we bring to you, Lord. May our lives glorify your holy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, 
who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please let us stand now and sing our closing hymn, Blessed Assurance. because he first loved us. And we are commanded to go forth and show that love to the world, whether we think they deserve it or not. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit be with each one of you today and every day. Amen.
This is Pastor Charles Fenson again, and we invite you at any point to come and worship with us here at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant in Costa Mesa. We trust that God has been honored by this worship service and that you have been blessed. God be with you.